Today's episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal is brought to you by Hotel Tonight. If you're like me and you're not so great at planning ahead, you have to try Hotel Tonight. Hotel Tonight is an app that helps you find amazing hotel deals at the last minute up to seven days in advance. It's perfect for a spontaneous getaway or indulging in a little staycation. All it takes is 10 seconds, just three taps and a swipe. So what are you waiting for? Get in on these killer last minute deals and download the Hotel Tonight app now. All right, welcome to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking the time to listen. You are now listening to one of the top five sports podcasts on iTunes. That's no jive. I'm going to lie about a lot of things on this podcast, but that that is the truth. We're in top five. Hard to believe. We are worldwide. I saw the breakdown the other day. We're actually, we have 1,264 listeners in New Zealand. And I'm pretty sure that's everyone there. Uh, thanks for listening, New Zealand, everyone else out there. Two great things happened to me this week. One, Vanilla Ice liked one of my tweets. And basically, that's really the reason I got on Twitter in the first place. There's no need to continue tweeting now. Vanilla Ice is a fan. Really makes you want to stop, collaborate, and listen. But the second great thing, um, my cousin Jimmy and I cashed in on our Dancing with the Stars bet. We had Rashad Jennings at 14 to 1, and Rashad did it. He took home the mirrored ball trophy, which I'm guessing isn't worth nearly as much as Jimmy and I won. Well, he probably didn't even make that much being on the show. But thank you, Rashad. And I will be able to thank Rashad personally at the end of this podcast. He's been gracious enough to set aside a few minutes to call in. We have a lot to cover today. In a minute, I'm going to reintroduce my lunatic gambling buddies. We're going to talk NBA, NHL politics, some NFL news. We'll give out our best bets, and then we'll hit the mailbag and look to induct a new member into the Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame. If you have a story about a terrible beat or if you bet on an obscure event, email me at CousinSalAgainstAllOdds at gmail.com, and you could be eligible for induction into our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame. We're looking to build it in uh, Pahrump, Nevada. I'm hoping to acquire some property there this summer. But right now, let's reacquaint you with the Degenerate Trifecta Kicking things off with the Parlay Kid. Darren, what's happening, man? Hey, Sal. How you doing, pal? All right. So, Darren, uh, let's recap. Darren give us, gives us parlays every week. He won the first week. Uh, the second week, I think you lost with the Blues. You won two out of three. I think you're like five out of six, right, between the two parlays? Five out of six. Five out of six. But as uh, as Jimmy Kimmel uh, was quoted last week saying, I'm still a loser last week. So, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he, he knows what he's talking about. You got at least three to one on that first parlay, and then you lose even odds on the second one. So you are not a loser. There are a lot of losers on this parlay, but this, this podcast, but you're not one of them. Um, Brother Brian is also on the line. Brian, what's happening? What's going on, buddy? Brian's the only one, I think. Brian, you gave us two winners in a row, right? You haven't given us a loser yet? Yeah, I gave you two winners. I had both fights. I had a uh, boxing at Canelo three weeks ago, and then I had uh, Miacic two weeks ago with the UFC. So I figured I need to make up for Harry because he's, uh, I think, 0-7. Yeah, let's talk about Harry. If Harry the horse on. Now, Harry, you lost. You gave us two golfers to make the top 20. That was two weeks ago, last week. And then before that, you gave us five terrible horses for the Derby, right? Am I right with all that? Yeah, you're right. But, you know, Matsuyama did make a nice comeback. He finished 22nd. But the thing, Rory finished Rory finished 35th. But uh, I love how after uh, the first round, that's when we hear of him having a bad back. We didn't hear anything all week. I watched the Golf Channel probably more than anybody. And he finished 35th. So after the first round, he shoots a 73. And then all of a sudden, he's got a bad back. And now he's whatever. Yeah. So, yep, another tough loss. That's par for the course for Harry. All of the two golfers par out for of the course. Right. There you go. I want to tell a Harry story real quick. Indirectly, it, it, it's a Harry story. And I'm going to sound like a douchebag telling this, but I don't care. Uh, I was at the, the U2 concert uh, Sunday night, and my cousin Jimmy got tickets, and we went. And before the show, they put the, uh, the A-listers and hangers-on like myself in some kind of room where the band comes in and meets you, and like you know, there's all sorts of celebrities in there and what have you. And uh, it's, it's basically an excuse not to have to go out and listen to the Lumineers perform before the band. But um, so I'm, I'm in there and uh, I'm looking over the clientele and, uh, and the Boston Cleveland game three is on. Now, 
I'm watching it. I'm following it on my Slingbox. And by, by the way, if you don't have a Slingbox, you're crazy. If you're a big sports fan, just it's it's basically I think it's like 80 bucks, and you you attach it to your Directv at home. And Directv or Slingbox are not a sponsor on this show. Trust me. But um, and then you get the app for like 20 bucks, and you could watch anything basically on your TV from your phone, and which I, I do often. So I'm watching this game. It's coming down to the nitty gritty. The Celtics are making a, a comeback. Uh, it's ridiculous. They're they're actually they're losing by 21 in the third. They come back. They tie it. They go ahead, and with a minute left, I walk over to uh, one of the big A-list Boston fans. I'm not going to mention him by name. I walk over to him and I say, hey, you might want to check this out. And we watch the last minute of the game. Now, like three of the last four shots in that game were like contested. It was, it was just foot on the line. What is not on the line? And they'd go to the replay. And every time they went to the replay in that final minute, Harry would text me probably like basically like, wow, this is crazy. Hey, can you believe this? Like j- just nonsense. And it would freeze my sling box and we would never see the replay. Until finally, this A-lister says to me, Harry, enough, enough already. Enough with the text, goddammit. <laughs> so the point is, and I think Brother Bry brought this up, everyone hates Harry eventually. That's it. Whether it's, uh, whether it's uh, Matt Damon or, or Denzel Washington, I think it'll go worldwide. I think Netanyahu will end up hating you. Everyone's going to hate you, Harry. But thanks for the text. I appreciate it. Or like if you said, or if it's Matt Damon, right? Yeah. But listen, I was right. I was right. I said one-on-one, the Celtics got to go with Mar- Marcus Smart, go one-on-one. He did it. He dumped it, and they won the game. All right. Well, In fairness to me. Okay. All right. You know what? Right. I, didn't, I didn't know that's what the text was. I take it all back. I take it all. Didn't, didn't, they, didn't they win on a, uh, a Bradley three-pointer? Yeah. They did, but Marcus Smart was the one who got the inbounds pass and, 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 made, the, and made the pass to Bradley. Well, all right. Let, while we're on the NBA, let's stay with it. Um, I did give out a losing bet last week. I gave out Game Three, Golden State, San Antonio under, and that got crushed. And that, it's really stupid in hindsight. I thought they didn't move the line, so I figured, all right, well, that's they're they're begging everyone to go over, and I went under, and it just didn't work out. But an under bet is basically a bet against Golden State. Uh, the final was one twenty to one hundred eight. It went uh, way over. My defense last Wednesday looked like Kawhi Leonard might play. I, I need someone to blame. Uh, also, my defense, LaMarcus Aldridge sucks. Uh, he, he really does. Seven for 17. I, I can't take it anymore. You guys, you guys have players that you hate betting on, right? Is LaMarcus Aldridge, is he just mine or is, is it me or is he, just, is he just tanking these games? Can't stand him, Sal. There, I, I don't the, even know how old he is, but I feel like he, it's like watching a 40-year-old man on that court when he's playing. Right. He's uh, he should be backing people down. Instead, he's settling for jump shots. He's very slow-footed. Uh, yeah, not a guy you want to uh, you know have money on. That's for sure. Well, you you see guys He'll like play a good half, and then the second half he's not there. I just don't he's see invisible in the second half, Darren. I, I never see him step up. I like even Linux steps up. Like guys like that. Like oh my god, he took over the the yep. game. Like uh, you look That's at right. the twenty million dollar guys. Uh, Blake Griffin out here. He gets he gets demolished. He gets creamed by the media. And uh, granted, he gets hurt a lot, so that's different. By you guys in New York, right? It's say what you want, but Car- Carmelo Anthony, yeah. right? Twenty four million. He takes his share. When is Aldridge has really just worked himself into a great situation where he's going to be on a team that wins 55, 60 games regardless, or 50, 55 games regardless, uh, with or without him. And so he doesn't really need to step up. But uh, I want to blame him for, for my loss. <laughs> That's it. But what are we thinking about these NBA playoffs so far, guys? Oh, they've been awful. I mean, I think 24 cell of the last 29 games have been decided by double figures, so. And you you want it to be Cavs Warriors in the finals because those are the two best teams. I think they're fifteen eight and one against the spread through Tuesday, and the overs in the conference championships are six and two. But what what's going to be with this finals? Like we don't know what. It's probably going to be Cleveland, but the Warriors on nine days rest. How is that going to affect anyone's gambling on this? Uh, what I would say about that, I think nine days is a long time. I think usually. It's- the first half is going to set the tone for the game. Uh, if the war, if you have any chance of beating the Warriors in Game One, it's going to have to be in the first half while they shake the rust off. It's rust versus rest, right? That's what you could say. Mm-hmm. What's 
What's yeah, better, I mean, you know? I mean, you know, after they were being down by 25 in game one to the Spurs, that was Golden State's, like, wake-up call. So I think also, though, if you're going to bet the spread on the game in the last two series, Golden State's won both opening games by 12 points, which is always around the number. So it makes it very difficult if you're going to bet them by the spread. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, the the whole thing is about can they go 16-0 and and – I don't know what was it before the before the playoffs started. Sixteen and zero, Brian. What was that number? Was it like seven to one or something, or was it higher for them? Yeah, to... before yeah before game four of the San Antonio series, it was I saw it at six to one, uh, but it hasn't been up since. But I think you'll get if you took it now. It's it's definitely not on the board, but I think you'd get probably between like four and a half to one to five and a half to one right now because I'm trying to figure out. Probably games one and two would be like minus three fifty for the Warriors, and then games three and games four, I'm guessing, would be like close to even or minus right. one twenty for the Warriors on the road. So, wow, I don't know why uh, I had like three to one down, but uh, yeah, you might be right. It's probably closer to five to one, and uh, I don't know, Harry. Why wouldn't we take that? You like the sweep, or or you don't? No, Cleveland's got to take one, right? They got that. They, they they had one bad game. LeBron's had one bad game, and they were holding it all against him the other day uh, all over uh, ESPN and on uh, sports radio. But <sighs> Cleveland's got to take got to take one at home. After last year, too, the way they played, the way they came back, be very tough to sweep. Yeah, yeah, and I th- I think you got to you got to assume like Kyrie is going to have like one monster game, and they're probably going right. to win that game. I would think, but I think it would be fun to bet the. This, the perfect uh, playoff. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking. You know, Darren coaches like uh, 14 kids t- teams and everything. I, I I have to say, Darren, yours and all coaches' jobs are in jeopardy now because Steve Kerr. Uh, I hope he's okay <laughs> eventually, but they're doing it without their head coach. Like you know, if they sweep Cleveland, they may be considered one of the yeah. top five playoff teams of all time without a coach. Sure. And I, I'm I I feel like you're going to lose all your jobs there. That's going to suck. Sal, you know what? I wrote that down in some notes here. I wrote, do the Warriors need a coach? Right. And I think the answer is no. I, I really don't think they need a coach. I, Luke Walton, right, was it last year where he, he took over the team? They went on an unprecedented winning streak. Uh, Steve Kerr comes back. You know, they make the finals again. He's already coached a championship team. Now you have uh, Brown, who was, uh, you know, obviously run out of town in Cleveland. Uh, winning games for them as a coach. I don't think it matters. They don't need a coach. Uh, I hate to say that as a coach, but uh, obviously the NBA, I think Harry will be the first to tell you. Well, how many plays get run? Brad Stevens runs some pretty good plays. He's a pretty good coach. I'm not sure how many of these other teams are actually running set plays. They do have uh, offenses that they uh, kind of revolve around, but um, in terms of set stuff, I don't know how much the Golden State Warriors really have when it comes to that. Yeah, absolutely, Darren. How many? By the way, how many set plays did your Knicks run all season? A lot of well, you know that triangle offense, Harry. Right. So Ooh. whatever that is, I guess that's what they run. What is it? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, so I don't know. I as far as gambling goes, I think I would look at the five to one. I would look at the five to one because mm-hmm. I think I think yeah, it, we're 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 going to take it. We have to, right? We have to be on the right side yeah, of history. I'm not. No. So doesn't I, I agree with that, but doesn't LeBron will the team to one win? Isn't he going to will them to one win in that series? <sighs> I think so. I just saw so much out of Cleveland that I don't like in the last four days. But uh, And, you know, is he going to run out of gas is the other thing, though, because he really does kind of look tired. And now they were saying he was sick for game three, but I, yes. I don't know if he has enough. I could just eventually you run out. If you get Irvin, if you get Irving and, and Love to both have a real good game where they get twenty anywhere from twenty two to thirty and they do it together and LeBron gets his assist and rebounds and maybe if he doesn't score so much they got to pull one out. Well, right. let's not forget though the Warriors are going to have like seventy open looks every game and they're going to make fifty of them. Yeah, and that, that I was looking at that the other day. Like the Celtics had a lot of open looks in Game Four. Now I get confused, but Game Four I was like, wow. Clay would be nailing these. This, this game would be over. What were they up like, ten in the first quarter to the Celtics? I was like, they they really could have been. Another team would have been up twenty five right now. But um, yeah, yeah, I like yeah. the sweep. Well, you guys, you guys have sold me. I mean, if you want, we want to get the people out there to do that. 
Uh, I do think that the Warriors are also going to play with a, a chip on their shoulder, obviously. Right. From uh, after the uh, after last year's uh, collapse at the end. So. Well, we'll see next be, week. There will be uh, a little angry. Yeah, we could go over this next week. I just I want to talk about that that game three real quick. Now it seems like forever ago, but um, so they were down. What were the Celtics? Fifteen to one odds to win Game Three. Like that's what you collected. Uh, they were eight. They were eight, eighteen, were right? 18. Eighteen. Eighteen to one. Wow. It just seemed like it wouldn't happen, and I don't even know. They they couldn't have had it on the board when they were down twenty-one with like three minutes left in the third, right? Yeah, it wasn't on the board, but again, that would have been what like at that point in time, like two hundred to one. I I don't know who would have taken that. Right. All right. Well, for all this Cavs talk, uh, Brian and I, I think we have the Celtics plus. Two and a half. How, how do we have that? We have the Celtics to win two games, right? So, we're, yeah, we're kind of yeah, we do dead to rights here uh, tomorrow night. I think the I think now the spread has gone up to like ten or ten and a half in Cleveland's yeah, favor. Ten and a half. I don't think there's nothing we could do to hedge it either. Yeah, I know. I, I fall. I've, <laughs> I find myself in that position a lot. But uh, <laughs> all right, so let's move on to the NHL. Um, this is NBC's dream. If it happens, Ottawa, Nashville. I don't know. You know, if you pray hard enough, network presidents, this is this is what's going to happen. But um, I looked at it. I saw Ottawa six to one now. As of now, we're taping game seven is tomorrow. Uh, it looked like that was a steal. Ottawa needed to win one game against Pittsburgh and then win four against Nashville. I thought six to one was good. But Brian, you broke it down. You think that's about right? Yeah, that that makes about that's pretty much right. I think it's Ottawa's actually plus six fifty right now in the latest I saw. So if you're getting like plus one seventy for game seven and then and then they'd probably be getting plus one sixty or plus one seventy against Nashville in the finals for the series. So mm-hmm. that works out to about that works out to about the same. Six or I have, six and I have a six knack. And a half to one. I have a knack of finding bets that no one else takes, and uh, I put on a parlay. Ottawa will score the other day. I think was it Saturday or Sunday? I get confused. It was a game they lost seven nothing. Now, I I think it's it's virtually impossible to lose a game seven nothing. Like you really have to. I I feel like you have to play a man or two down to to not score against a team who has a game in hand for you know ten fifteen minutes into the game. They're up four four nothing. You have to think the defense would let down at some point enough for the, the Nashville to exactly. score. When or, it's five six nothing, you just don't play the defense you play anymore, and right. something happens always, especially in the you know like when you know the playoffs are going on, you're going to score one, especially right. in that scenario. Right. So I had a rough. Ottawa, a rough not Ottawa. Yeah, that was bad. So we'll see. Uh, Brian, your uh, you have some future bets for MVPs. Uh, you you want to talk about those? Those are looking pretty good, provided uh, Pittsburgh can yeah. wrap it up. Yeah, they're looking pretty good. So right before the NHL and the NBA Conference Finals, I did like uh, a couple different Conn Smythe uh, NBA Finals MVP parlays. So I took uh, Pekka Rene uh, with Curry at like 26 to 1. I did uh, Rene and Draymond Green at 29 to 1. I also took uh, Malkin uh, and Curry at like 33 to 1 and Malkin and Green at like 37 to 1. So that's Looking pretty good. I know Darren's probably pissed off. The parlay kid is jealous right now. I'm where, very jealous. Where were you, parlay that kid? Is, usually love those. I don't know. What what happened? <laughs> oh, smokes. Darren asks me every day now, like even during the hockey final, uh, during the hockey games, he's asked me, is the, are the Conn Smythe uh, odds out? And I'm like, no, it's probably not for a few more days. They, every day. They are elusive. They put them up for like eight minutes uh, a day once a yes. week. It's very strange why, they, why they're why they hiding those from people. But you guys usually typically do well on those, at least enough to hedge. And, uh, Brian, you could have both uh, both finalists, at least, if Pittsburgh wins. We'll get yeah, to- so I think, uh, yeah. I think the only thing is, you know, like Duran or Crosby will screw me with this. Like last year I got screwed with Crosby over Kessel. That, mm-hmm. That's right. me big but, time. So. But, you know, Brian, Crosby's not going to win it this year. He was gifted it last year. I don't think he's going to win it this year. So I think you're pretty safe with Malkin. I think that's a great – Not when uh, Ottawa wins it this year. I'm going to get screwed. Oh, well, <laughs> never know. <laughs> Can Crosby win if hey, Ottawa guys, takes it? Better, is, is, I'm sorry, Sal. Is there a better place – to be to watch hockey right now than Nashville though. Who would have thought Nashville's a what a fun arena though. It what, is what fun. A hotbed. I know. I've I've come around on them. I know. I talked a lot of smack about them. And my friend uh, Easy Eddie Milton has Nashville as a big 
Predators fan. He has 10 to 1 to win the Western Conference. He already cashed in on that and 18 to 1 to win the cup. So uh good for him. He's uh he's got some money. He sells like uh like three hundred thousand uh, dollar TVs for a living, and and no one no one buys them. So this is good that it comes through for him. But um, Darren, it's like uh, it's like it's it's uh, everyone's looking to see who sings the national anthem there. What Nashville star, what country singer is singing the national anthem now? Too, it's wild. Let's see that. It, it, what a place, Harry. Can you do me a favor? Uh, next time I'm talking to an A-list celebrity, will you text me and let me know who's uh, singing the national anthem in Nashville? Hey, look! I, I knew when I knew when it was seven nothing uh, when Pittsburgh won the other day. I knew not to text you after that. <laughs> I, I knew not to mad. text you. I checked out of that game uh-huh. in the beginning of the third period. I just had—I mean, they weren't even close to scoring. That was terrible. And of course, they come back and win a, a close one uh, yesterday or whenever that was. But um, our, listen, our fans in New Zealand don't care about this, guys. Whether it's football, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, or netball. You know that the key to winning is a strong roster, and great coaches know that having the right players comes from scouting in all the right places. Finding great talent for your business isn't any different. You can find the best candidates by posting your job on just one site. You need to post on all the top job sites, and now you can with ZipRecruiter. At ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your position. Because unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes nationwide. And right now, my listeners can start forming their own winning team on ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash odds. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash odds. Try it for free today at ZipRecruiter.com slash odds. There you go, Harry. Maybe they could help you get a, a job somewhere down the line. Right? Or you're, happy, you're, you're happy where you are, right? Uh, Something. <laughs> something like that. We'll get into Harry's uh, working conditions uh, at another time. All right, let's talk about, uh, I don't want to get too political about this, but uh, it is the talk at, at my office, and I don't know if we're, where you guys are. People are talking about Trump getting impeached or lasting the far, first four years. Uh, like I said, we'll try to tackle it without getting too po- uh, political. Trump to complete a full term. If you want yes, you have to bet 160 to win 100. If you say no, you bet 100 to win 120. Now, the way I see it, there are two ways to look at this. The guy tweets 15 times a day. He can't help but to get himself in hot water, contradict himself. He can't go another three and a half years at this pace. That's one way to look at it. The other way is don't bet against Donald Trump. He's like, he's like if the Patriots grew an extra giant orange head. I mean, he wasn't supposed to win the, the primaries. He wasn't supposed to win the election. And he did it all. And he's not going to quit. That's for sure. So don't bet against him. What do you guys think? Where's the smart money here? Take it, Brian. All right. So I I would guess that he's not going to make it just because he's been in the presidency for 124 days out of 1,461. I actually had to look this up, but 124 days out of 1,461, the pace he's going, I just, I mean, I don't know how he survives another, you know, nine times what he's already been in office for. So I would definitely go uh, no. Sal, they also, I don't know if you know, they've, I've seen recent odds too. They actually have the actual exit dates for Trump as well. I did like see 2017 that. is plus 150, mm-hmm. 2018 is plus 250, 2019 is plus 750, and then 2020 or later is plus 120. Right. But uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. At this pace, I'm not sure how he's. Uh, and you know, it's funny because I think it was Sportsbook.com. Someone took it down, and the, the sports director actually said they took the prop down. They just said. We don't want the exposure. We don't want to leave this prop up. The information is coming faster than we can handle. You know, like th- th- this is as if like uh, 14 players on the Yankees got injured one every eight minutes. Like this is, and this is like, they can't, the casinos can't stay on top right. of this. And that's why they took it down. Right. But then they put it back up. And it's uh, it's really amazing. It's obviously the first time you can bet on if a president is going to last or not. Right just gets crucified by the media every day. It's just the same thing. It's just crucified. 
yeah. nonstop. Yeah, How well, can he last? Yeah. I'm going to say yes, like you said before, Sal. The guy, uh, meaning yes at minus 160, that he does last. That hmm. This guy uh, seems to defy all odds, right? He defies all odds. It's exhausting. It's exhausting for all of us, right, listening to it every day. Uh, oh, yeah. But the guy, what, does he sleep like three hours a night? Isn't he known for that? Like, this is a guy who just, he just, he, he know he just, he's going to hang around. He's going to hang. He's going to do it. He's stubborn. He's stubborn as hell. So yeah. he'll, uh, he'll last. He's going to last these four years. I don't think he'll quit. I also, um, right. you know, you have the John McCain's of the world who have turned on him, but not too many, you know, still, you, you would have thought more Republicans would have turned on him by now, but uh, obviously the Russia thing, however it turns out. Uh, is, is a major uh, factor. But I, I actually bet on no, that he won't make the full term, and uh, I don't feel good about it. I don't know. I, I think he kind of <laughs> he kind of figures out a way to stay alive. Uh, also, The right. Rock is 100 to 1 odds for to be president in 2020. Oprah, 20 to 1, and Mark Cuban, 50 to 1. Um, boy, I, I like The Rock there. I really think if he throws his hat in the ring, no pun intended, uh, he's got a shot. And you really can't laugh at anyone at this point, right? Like, it's no, right. The, he wins. He wins. Nah. Yeah. The Brahma Bull, baby. Everything the rock touches turns to gold. Why not? Yeah. A hundred to one seems high. I, I think it's, I think, uh, you know, unless Mark Cuban is announced somewhere that he's going to, he's going to really uh, make a run for it. I think the rock, it should get better odds or lower odds than Cuban. Do you guys have anyone else uh, yeah. you think might, you know, want Sal, I saw that. Uh, I mean, I know it's. 50, I saw Biden at fifty to one too. Mm-hmm. I thought. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. That's not bad. He probably would have been president. Would've, if yeah. you were to pick any athlete that you would want to see be president, who would it be? Interesting. Well, I know you're going to say Derek Jeter. Give me a minute to think about it. Who would you say? No, Tony well, Romo. Dad's oh. got Romo. Oh, for I sure. see. Okay. I think he could do it all. I think he could do it all. He would love it. Exactly. He would love how much golfing he gets to do. That's for sure. That's a bonus. Um, I hadn't really thought about it, though, other than that. Uh, maybe LaMarcus Aldridge. <laughs> 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 His basketball career will be over by then, right? We know that. Um, I want to talk about uh, this mobile betting in, in the Raiders Las Vegas Stadium. Did you guys see this whole thing? So they're, yeah. they're, uh, they're building the stadium in Las Vegas. The Raiders are going to be there. What year, Brian? Was that 2020 or what year? Are they? Yeah, 2020. Yeah, 2020 as of now. Yeah. So, uh, as long as it doesn't rain there. Yeah, no kidding. We got uh, sidetracked here in uh-huh. L.A. because it, it, it rained a couple of days and no one expected it. But uh, in Vegas, they're building the stadium, and they have these live in-play wagering devices at each seat. They plan on uh, – putting them in each seat of the stadium. Uh, Vegas is okay with it. The gaming commission, NFL, not so hot on it. What do you guys think of this? I think uh, they aren't, uh, you knew this was going to be an issue, uh, especially being in Vegas, but I've lived there for 17 years and I saw people talk about how UNLV, you'll never be able to bet a team in Nevada and they changed that, they passed that, and I think this will too. Plus, it breaks down to money and this is too much money to be made in the scenario and you have to you have to go through with it. You have to have it. What do you say, Brian? Yeah, this, this, is your, this is your team, in-game Brian. In-game wagering is – Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's my team. So in-game wagering is awesome. So there's a good chance I'll uh, move out to Vegas in three years and then <laughs> – Is it? Bank, is it awesome, Brian? Bankrupt. Is it? <laughs> is it really awesome, Brian? We're, we're going to figure out a way to <laughs> oh, make it awesome. awesome. Harry. Darren, you like this mm-hmm. idea? It's awesome. I, uh, so, you know what? I'm kind of neutral to it. Uh, I think the whole thing, it, moving to Vegas is not a good idea in itself. Uh, so that's kind of how I feel on that. I'd like to see the Raiders just stay in Oakland. All right. Well, maybe you could bet on that through your uh, your gambling device in the new stadium in Vegas. I don't think I think by then it'll be too late. But look, the way I see it, first of all, I don't think this is going through. I think Roger Goodell is going to step in, and as long as he's around, uh, there's not, there's not going to be any fun to be had anywhere. But listen, everyone's got a 70 inch plasma right now, and everyone's got air conditioning in their living room, and they have access to free food in their refrigerator. You have to make the in-game experience as appealing as, as possible, you know, especially if you know, like, people are going to be waiting in traffic uh, two hours going and coming. So I, I'm all for it. I mean, let, let's let's not joke around here. We know that this 
people are betting on these games and uh, let them do it from their seats. As long as, you know, shield the kids' eyes and, and let it fly. That's what I say. Now, Harry, speaking of odd wages, now you you say, what's your situation? You, you want, you're proposing that we make a bet on your weight or something? What's going on here? I'm thinking that, like I said, uh, in I told you the other day, in uh, at the very beginning of March, I was weighing in at 273. Mm-hmm. I am now at 252, and I've been plugging away at a couple different ways to lose weight, and I've been doing it, and I was thinking maybe by the Super Bowl, either I'm under 200 pounds, Ooh. or even better yet, I'm less than what you weigh at that time. Really? The, pe- the yeah. people should know Harry's about 4'11". Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Wait, I'm, said- the same, I'm, I'm, I'm Darren, I'm stout like Maurice Jones-Drew, you know? I'm best, I'm best at the stout. Darren, you say 4'11". He says 252. I don't know who we believe. Oh, 4'11". Listen, oh, you're Darren. saying it was his height. I see, I see. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> things I got. I, I, I found bread that tastes delicious and three carbs per <laughs> slice. So that's that's my bread. I'm covered on bread. I'm doing Atkin meal, Atkins meals and snacks. They're five carbs each. I do them uh, two or three times a day. And then my exercise that you have to do to lose weight as well consists of running in the Arizona heat in my pool for an hour straight. But the key is the music. I listen to Bon Jovi, Daughtry, New Kids on the Block, and Backstreet Boys. Wow. Pumps me up to finish that hour. I get it done, man. It's great. Everyone should try it. All right, hold run on. in the pool? Yeah. yeah well, run in the pool, but nonstop it. for an hour to that music. You're running in the... I love... Well, first of all, we have to have a video of this almost immediately. I mean, it's, almost, it's too late. But you're running in the pool. You have a headset on, or what do you have, a boombox next to you? Yeah, boombox. And all this terrible music is playing, and then oh, so you lose you lose more weight because you're vomiting to while Daughtry is playing. I don't understand how this is working. <laughs> this Daughtry, is... Oh, just just running in place, hardcore for an hour straight without stopping. Wow, shed some pounds. Wow, that's interesting. Out to, 105 out now. It's great. What was the last time Harry was below 240? Oh, Last time I went on Atkins and I lost sixty pounds and then gained it back. That was fifth grade. immediately. Sixth grade, maybe. Middle, you had just gone in. <laughs> what, what are you weighing right now, then, Sal? Because uh, I have a, a ballpark. I uh, weighed in at one eighty-seven uh, Monday morning. All right, all right. You're not going to get there. Harry. I can do that. Don't worry about it. So fifty-two <laughs> pounds. You you think you could lose fifty-two pounds by February, right? That's what you're talking about. Sure. All yeah, right. 50, yeah. This is you want to issue some sort I, of. I got list. you on that, Harry. I think I think you can do it. I think you can do it, Harry. Darren, that's crazy. Darren, you I really do. I really do. That sounds like some workout you got going. So, Darren Romo, uh, thank you, Darren. But Romo's still a punk. Oh come on, Harry. What is that about? You know, you better lose that attitude. That's the first thing you should lose. Forget about the weight. How about this? But if you if you, I will erase your debt and throw in five thousand dollars. If in the same time from now to February you gain seventy pounds, I want to go that way. I want you to weigh three twenty. If you if you if you tip the scales at three twenty two, I'll give you five thousand dollars. Cause that's your essence, Harry. You're a fat guy. Come on, let's just let's just do it that way. It's it's funnier. It is funnier, you, but uh, you have a boss who wants to take you out to Darren's eat every got my night. Back. I'm I'm rolling with Darren. No, I, actually, I'd rather see you gain the seventy pounds. <laughs> All right, here's what we'll do. We'll, we'll let the uh, we'll we'll check every month. We'll check every month how things are going. Listen, we'll let we'll let the uh, listeners decide. How about that? We'll have them. They could uh, send an email to cousinsalgensolods at gmail dot com, and uh, you decide uh, what the bet is going to be with Harry. Harry wants to lose weight. We want to like gain weight. That sounds right? good. All right, let's do that. Again, March four, March first, I was two seventy three. I'm currently two fifty three. And uh, we'll go from there. All right, listen. No one cares. We've we've talked too much about this. But here, so what, what we're going to do is now, uh, sticking with the email, we have some submissions for our Degenerate Hall of Fame nominees. I'm going to read the emails. Uh, first of all, actually, let me talk about this real quick. Read this from Thomas Russell. Sal, something to take a look at that seems to be hitting more often than not, betting the over on Braves games if it's less than nine. I've been doing it all season. It's worked like a charm. Love the new podcast, Thomas Russell. Thank you, Thomas. 
Uh, we're going to be talking baseball enough. I, I get a lot of uh, emails asking why we don't talk cover baseball. Actually, not a lot. That's not true. Not a lot of people care. But but there's going to be plenty of time for that. The end of June, all of yeah. July, early August, we'll we'll you know we'll talk about which pitchers to target, which teams play well off rest uh, with no rest. Uh, we'll we'll look into umpires, over unders, depending on how they call games. Yeah, you know, like I said, we'll uh, have to do plenty of baseball in July. I did look it up though. The Mets are twenty eight nine and six. Uh, on the over, if you bet over in their games, they're 28-9-6. and six. Cleveland's the team to bet the under. They're 25-16-3. And, and Thomas, I think your Braves, they started off 6-2 and two with the over. They're 25-17 and 17 now. That's pretty good. You guys, are we ready for baseball? Harry, have you looked into baseball betting yet? I've looked into it a little bit. It's just, uh, uh, you know... It, I'm looking at living here in Arizona. I follow the Diamondbacks a bit, and I'll tell you, they've won, I think, nine of the last ten in their offense. If you look at some of these teams, Darren, I know we've talked before about some of these baseball averages, uh, these players' averages, and uh, if you go top to bottom in the Diamondbacks, the over has to. I don't know what the number is overall with their over unders, but at home, especially with their record being so good. Everyone's hitting about 290 to 300 in that entire lineup, Darren. The over has to probably be good most times here when they play at home. All about Tori Lovello. That's what that's about. Right there. <laughs> and Darren and Brian, manager, Harry. you guys are all Yan- you're Yankee fans, right? They're they're they're, they're probably money makers. Yep. I think this year for the Gamblers. I think what were the Yankees? What were they? Eighty three and a half over under to start the season or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think they're on pace for uh, you know upper nineties uh, right now with the wins. So they'll get that by uh, late that, August. That could change, but yeah, yeah, and I think they're twelve to one to win the World Series right now. I would have to think Houston and Colorado, if you go game by game, have been the most profitable. A um, little bit of a surprise there. And the Mets and the Blue Jays are, uh, I think Brian jinxed the Mets by jumping on my Thor to win the Cy Young Award. And then he took the Mets to win the division. And he's like, this is going to be even by next week. This was like five weeks in. And then they just they just crapped out after that. But They lost like, yeah, they lost about one of the next, they lost, I think, 11 of 12 after I bet them. Listen, I'm not worried about it because Tim Tebow is going to, uh, he's going to resurrect this, <laughs> this dying pitching staff, believe it or not. He's going to come on, he's going to pitch. He's going to have some weird uh, split finger screwball that is thrown 48 feet and every everyone swings at it for some reason and it's going to be hilarious to watch and he's going to take us to the pennant you'll see we're going to win it but oh, let, easy let, on Tebow I, I know you're a big Tebow fan let's get to these uh, degenerate Hall of Fame nominees uh, I'm going to read the emails we're going to vote if three out of the four of us vote yes then the nominee joins Dipper McGeechee who bet on the World Sauna Championship he is our only member of the G- degenerate Hall of Fame uh, we can induct multiple or no one at all. So let me read these. Jerry Richard says, I was down a lot one Saturday, tried to win it all back in Georgia versus Louisiana Monroe football. The over was 54. Georgia led 51-14, but the game was called due to bad weather late in the game. Bet cancels out. I'm still in the red all weekend. What do you guys think? Darren? Nah, that doesn't do it for me. That That's not worthy of a Hall of Fame. No good? Uh, betting a game with Louisiana Monroe in it. Sorry, I can't. I got to say no. All right. All right. Brian, what do you say? Yeah, I'm saying no. I think if we had like a bad beat Hall of Fame, this would probably yeah. this would probably fall in that. But gotcha. uh, I don't know about degenerate. Okay. All right. It doesn't really matter, Harry, because we need three yeses. But what do you what do you think? Say no. Well, I did have Monroe that game. I remember that one on a teaser. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, uh, I got to say no, too. That's not that great. Everyone laughs, but there's probably 60, 70 percent chance that Harry is being truthful there. Yeah, I, I would I would say yeah. no as well. Uh, OK, so let's go to our second one. Uh, hi, Cousin Sal's one gambling story. My family won't let me live down during Hurricane Katrina. My grandmother, a lifelong New Orleans resident, uh, was in her early 70s. Transition was hard on her. Two months into her transition, she landed in the hospital. The family was sitting in the waiting room conversing after a visit. My brother was crying through his tears. He said aloud, I don't think she's going to make it to 100. I said without thinking, I'll take the under. I'm in for 50, my dad chimed in. We shook hands. The look of sheer disgust on my brother and mom's face is something I won't forget today. Uh, My grandmother passed away quietly surrounded by friends at 89 years old. While we were sitting shiva, that's a Jewish thing, my father looked at me awkwardly. He reached for his wallet and handed me two 20s and a 10. We both started laughing uncontrollably. This is a crazy family, by the way. Needless to say, the room full of my relatives did not appreciate the act 
uh, or <laughs> explanation. Um, thanks for reading my long email. Best, best Sam from Sun Valley. Sam says, P.S. My job somewhat relies on my reputability. So if you could omit my last name, that would be awesome. Very reputable guy, this Sam. Um, what do you guys think? Betting on the longevity of family members. Harry. It's funny. You think it's, it's funny? funny? Yeah. But uh, I still got to say no to that. I mean, uh, did he did he really just hand it to him or did he like palm it to him? You would think he'd palm it to him, right? But I guess not. I don't know. They're, everyone's laughing about it in the open. I mean, that's that's pretty blatant just throwing it out there like that. But, almost, uh, it's funny, but I'd still say no. I almost think uh, Sam's father should be inducted. I don't know if this was his mother or his mother-in-law. Either way, <laughs> I, what, what kind of maniac? Yeah. God bless him. Yeah. Parley Kid, what do you say? Uh, I'm going to say, uh, listen, uh, I'm used to sell. You, Brian, you guys are betting thousands of dollars at a time, right? Yes. I mean, five, ten grand, like like it's nothing. <laughs> this guy's putting a hundred bucks on it or less. Yeah. Nah, that doesn't do it for me. Right. I mean, you know, so thumbs down. Okay. But it, it's a great story. It is a great story. It's great. All right. Brian, what do you think? I mean, yeah, does it, again, we're I'm, all no's I'm, here. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go no too. But um, I mean, I do, I do like it. But I'm, mm -hmm. I'm gonna get no on all this right. one. Let's try another one. Hey, Sal, a number of my friends and I lost a bet on WrestleMania 32 when we bet on the Undertaker's entrance time being under five minutes. That's time from the first gong to the first foot in the ring. We went through every Undertaker entrance that we found on YouTube and couldn't find an entrance that took longer than four minutes and 10 seconds. We presume the bookmakers had just been lazy, setting a small market specials bet. Uh, we thought it was a sure bet. Of course, he took five minutes and 15 to get into the ring in Jerry World. I guess that was the Cowboy Stadium. By stopping to take off another bit of unnecessary clothing every few steps and then waiting. Why the hell are you allowed to bet on this shit? Love the pod. Dan from Ireland. All right, what do you guys, Dan from Ireland, betting on WrestleMania. Harry the Horse, what do you say? I do respect that he did the homework in checking and, and looking at these tapes and uh, on YouTube and trying to figure it all out. But but when Undertaker, like you said, paused for 20 seconds before he got in the ring, that just tells you it was a complete setup. Even though that's a good story too, complete setup. I'm gonna say I want to say yes, but I'm still gonna go with no. All right, brother Bry, what do you say? I'm good. Yeah, I'm gonna say yes on this one, just because only a true degenerate would bet on the Undertaker's entrance into the ring. Yeah. So I'm going to go yes on this guy. Good Pretty point. good. All right. Good point. Yeah. I agree. You're betting on WWE and entrance. Mm -hmm. that, that, is, that is a degenerate right there. Uh, he got what he deserved, though. He lost. So, All right. Uh, yeah. But yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I thought the, the Irish were supposed to be lucky. Dan from Ireland. All right, so two, so I'm the deciding vote here. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to Let's put Dan in the degenerate Hall of Fame. I say, there's something funny about betting on something that's completely fixed. And uh, Dan, you did it. So uh, welcome to the Hall of Fame. And that will hey, be, right. that'll be built in Pahrumpf, I hope. All right. So let's get to our best bets. Real quick, uh, Brian, 2-0, and giving the fans nothing but winners. What do you say, brother, Brian? What's the best bet? All right. For this weekend, there's not a lot uh, going on, but I'm going to take Ohio State to win the NCAA lacrosse championships at plus 275. I know, I know lacrosse, so it sounds like uh, – Sounds crazy, but I am a degenerate. So I'm taking Ohio State plus 275. They were the most impressive team I saw this year live. And, yes, I did go to a lot of lacrosse games this year. Yeah. Uh, they're big. They're athletic. They have a great defense, good goalie, good face-off specialist. I think it's the best value. And the one thing is they have already beaten the remaining um, three teams in the tournament. So Interesting. 2006-3, Denver 16-7. In Maryland, uh, eleven to ten. So right. I do like those odds at plus two seventy-five. All right, you could find that on like most of the uh, online sports books. Yeah, lacrosse. I was watching, and Brian, you had uh, that. That's a that's a maybe a new high or low for you, depending on how you look at it. You lost on a parlay with an under in a lacrosse game, right? The other day was it Albany? Yes. Who was it? Yes, I did. I had Maryland. I took uh, Maryland Albany under twenty-four and a half, just because it was paying out like plus one fifty. I thought it was the yeah, uh, a good deal, but that went to. I think the final was twenty eight in that game. There you go. But I think I did bet like eleven of thirteen lacrosse games. I don't know if anybody else in the country has done that. <laughs> God bless you. All right, Parlay Kid, let's hear it. First of all, I'd like to say Brian knows his lacrosse, so people listen up to that. He knows his lacrosse. Uh, Ohio State is a, a good value right there. Well, listen, parlays are tough to come by this week. I'm going to keep it simple as I usually do. Cavs minus 525 on the money line. 
combine that with the pens, minus 200 on the money line, that comes out to about a, a minus 127 money line parlay. Cavs pens, if it seems too easy, that's because it is go big uh-huh. on the Cavs pens money line parlay. God, I like that. I really would, do like that. Minus 127? He asked me how to calculate <laughs> he did it himself. Didn't even it? need it. I knew it. See, the parlay kid is growing up. He's almost he's almost a parlay man. All right, Harry, <laughs> let's. Can you give the people one winner? Can we do it once? Got to break the streak. Got to break the streak. Look, in the last three road games for the Cavs, they've scored 61, 61, and 72. That's an average of 65 points in the first half of the last three road games. They're averaging 59 on the road in the playoffs. So why is the over-under for the first half only 57? Can Bill Simmons Celtics finally play some defense at home in the first half for once? Hmm. I'm going to go the other way. I'm taking under, under the 57.5 in the first half for the Cavs. All right, interest. Okay, so you, it didn't work for me last week, but you're saying because it doesn't make sense, you're going the other way, under 57.5 for the Cavs. All right, well, I think we're kind of going against each other because I'm taking the Cavs in the first half minus six points. I have them laying the six points. Look, it sounds very cliche, but I think LeBron LeBron steps it up. Like you have to believe he was sick in game three and maybe in game four. And all of a sudden now it's Kyrie's team. And this is the kind of thing that gets him mad. And I don't think he wants to play much, much longer in this series. Like, like I said, Golden State has nine days off. He doesn't want this to get to a game six. Uh, Cleveland's won the first half easily in the first two games in Boston. Um, And also the more Boston shows this offensive lineup. I think Cleveland is adjusting this without Isaiah Thomas. Marcus Smart has been neutralized. They were 10 of 31 from three in game four. Defensively, they're going to be figured out. 56-43 at half, I say. Lay the six. Cleveland, 56-43. Harry, what what do you have? You have under what? Under 57 and a half, so that's good. Okay, this could work for everybody. All right, so that's my best bet. There we go. That's going to do it. Um, Harry, you have anything to plug? One thing, Sal, um, let's wish good luck to our alma mater, Oswego State, who's playing in the Division Three College World Series in Appleton, Wisconsin this weekend. <laughs> Brian, if there's any way you could, if anyone can find it, I'm sure it's you, Brian, who can find any lines on that, but uh, but good luck, Oswego State. Go Great Lakers. Great Lakers. All right. In the uh, College World Series Division Three, right? There yep. you go. All right, Darren. Uh, go get par- Parley Kid, coaching anything this weekend? What do you got? Let's see what I got. Uh, actually, I have a um, coaching basketball game on uh, Friday night. I had one last night, lost, mm-hmm. uh, and I got another one with my son Kyle coming up on Friday night. Uh, should be a lot of fun. All right. Uh, take the uh, over and uh, take. We are we are the Crimson Tide. Uh, so take us uh, getting. Uh, I think we're uh, giving six. Giving six. So, yeah, okay, Crimson us. Tide giving six. You yep. can see uh, Darren on Twitter at the Chalk Talker. Big Bri, brother Bri, what do you think? You have a uh, a big uh, lunch or or drinks coming up with the uh, former Browns president Alex Shiner sometime next week. That is that what you want to plug? It's a big thing, right? Yeah, we're uh, we're going out to dinner in like two weeks. Hopefully, you pick <laughs> somewhere good. All right. But I will say one 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 question. One one thing is yeah. if Harry gets another if Harry gets this game wrong, can he? We have to ban him from picking next week, right? He's I think so. Skip a week if he gets one. Maybe we cut off his maybe we cut off his arm, and then that, that'll help him in the weight loss too. You know, there has to be some repercussions <laughs> of of just giving out losers. How everywhere. about a leg instead? All right, we'll cut off a leg and an arm. All right, guys, thank you for joining us. Uh, Stick around. We have Rashad Jennings coming up, winner of Dancing with the Stars, season 24. He made me a lot of money. Great. Coming up in a minute. We're back on Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. You know, I don't normally get to thank people directly for my gambling winnings, mostly because I usually bet on losers. But my next guest is not a loser. He is the winner of the Mirrorball Trophy on Dancing with the Stars Season 24, Rashad Jennings. Rashad, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. Now, it's been an exciting 24 hours for you. Have you come down from the emotional high yet? I have not. I'm still there. I'm still there right now because it's a, it's such a whirlwind, and I I haven't caught up on any sleep. It's all been one big day right now for me. 
That's great. You know, I am a lifetime Cowboys fan, so I have a policy, no Giants or ex-Giants on the podcast. But I don't know if you know this, because my cousin Jimmy Kimmel and I, we made a lot of money off of you and your dancing skills. I'm willing to make this one-time exception. Did you know people were gambling on you? Did you know the odds of you winning coming into the tournament? No, I did hear their prediction. Um, but no, I, I did not. I did not. Uh, I did not know how many people were gambling in Vegas or around all kind of different uh, pools that they have at all. And I mean, I trust me. Listen, when I heard that prediction and I saw the tweet, I said, "You got to be kidding me!" Let me go watch the show. Did he really say that? <laughs> and he said, "I said, you got to be kidding me." We won. I I would have never. I would have never thought that I would be in the semifinal, much less the finale. And the winner, like that was the last thing in my mind that I was going to be able to pull off because I've never ballroom danced before a day in my life. So, right. you know, I, I think, all right, so we got to work something out. Shouldn't I get a percentage of that though? Yeah. I am thinking about giving you like a, an edible arrangement or something. Do you like, do you like the honeydew with the chocolate or the pineapple chocolate? What, what do you prefer? I definitely have to send you something. Right. <laughs> yeah, make sure it's just make sure it's dairy free. Just okay. make sure it's dairy free. We'll, dairy we'll make free. that happen. You know, you may not have believed in yourself, but uh, Jimmy and I, we sit down every year and we analyze how it goes, and we figured that Simone and. Normani, I don't say her name right ever, I'm sorry, but I figured they would split votes, and I had seen you in interviews before, and decided you're very likable, and because of that likability, you'd win this whole thing, and we saw 14-1 to odds, and we were salivating, so thank you for being so likable. <laughs> I appreciate it, man, I appreciate it. Yeah, I had a blast. That was, that was a that definitely was a lifetime of, like, just true experience of, of, of the journey. The Dance with the Stars journey is unique because you get to know yourself on a deeper level. So I'm appreciative for it. And I'm glad that people somehow, way, shape, or form like me. Oh, so, yeah. right on. No, they liked you a lot. And, you know, it's, it's funny. When it got down to you and, and the Fifth Harmony singer, it was actually she didn't make it to the final two. But I thought you were at a disadvantage because she had a bit of a dance background. Um, did you feel that way at all? Um, no, I, I do know she I can't, you know, she's a performer, but I, I guess I, I think ball, ballroom dance is different. Um, she's an amazing talent too. Oh my gosh. She mm -hmm. can, I haven't found one thing that that girl can't do. And she's so young, beautiful, smart. So uh, I thought, honestly, I remember, I remember it was one point we had the boy band, uh, dance versus the girl group. Right. And us fellas, myself, David, um, Nick and uh, Bonner, we all, you know, getting ready for our number. And we thought that the finale was going to be all women. Mm -hmm. So when it was David and I, at the final two standing, we both looked at each other like, how the heck did this happen? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, she's a, she's amazing, though. She is amazing. I mean, she did have that advantage, but I felt also you had an advantage. You tapped into it, and this was very smart. You took your shirt off a lot, and she doesn't get to take her shirt off. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess she could, but it would be a whole different show if she did. And that was that was very wise. You really used that to your advantage. But like you said, you get down to the final three, and somehow it's David Ross, and she's out. And you look st everybody looks stunned. Did you think... When, now, I know you look stunned, but did you think you actually inside, did you think you had it won there, or were you worried this was turning into like a Donald Trump-esque voting scenario? <laughs> nah, man, I was I was worried the whole time because you, you, know, you never know. You never know how it's coming. You never know what, what America feels. And I do know baseball has a huge following. And I know David is an awesome person mm -hmm. and such a likable guy, too, and I, I didn't. I was like, well, you know, we're going to see. America going to speak here in a minute. So at no point throughout the show did I ever think I had anything in the bag. And I was itching throughout the whole show that, you know, we were going to get eliminated at some point. So I'm glad it didn't, didn't end up that way. Right. And um, we freaking won, man. That's huge. <laughs> it is huge. I, I was nervous watching when, they, you know, and they obviously, Bergeron does the thing where he, he draws it out and he waits about 10 or 15 seconds longer than he needs to to announce who is out and who is the winner. What do you compare? Is that a nerve-wracking experience for you? You play football for crying out loud. Like, how does that compare? He kills me. He kills me with that. Really? Like, whenever the dark room, that 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 eerie noise and sound that comes on, and we're setting, and he sees it. We, we, you can watch him mm -hmm. hold the car, look at the name, and just sit there. Yeah. And we're like, 
just say the name already. <laughs> and everybody in the audience feels the same way. And it's cool. what's cool about the show yeah. is some people may think, oh, everybody knows who's going to get eliminated week to week. You know, uh, on stage, those guys know. We don't. We have no idea. Right. We find out the same time everybody finds out. So our reactions are true. And um, but that's not anything you want to do. It's like it's like it's like waiting. <laughs> it's it's like it's it's probably like somebody waiting to see if it's that they're if if they're the father or not. Wow, I like that. All right, yeah. If Dancing with the maybe Maury Povich should uh, should host Dancing with the Stars. It'd be a whole different thing. Yeah, they should bring Maury in. Right. Well, that was great. Now, listen, you you shattered the record by rehearsing for, I think it was 362 hours. I don't even know they kept track of this, but is that, is that figure correct? Yeah, I didn't know they kept track of it either. That's yeah. insane. That's over two, if you just did it consecutively, that would be over two weeks of rehearsing. I think, Rashad, you're sending a very dangerous message that hard work pays off. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And I, I, I'm, I'm glad that that is that was something they said, not not for me, but that message does come across. That hard work does pay off. I think somewhere along life, we forget that. The secret is putting in work. Right. And, again, I don't, I don't know how to ballroom dance. I've never done it before, but I kept on throwing effort at it. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't going to let anybody outwork me. And uh, truly, to, to kids, man, that watch and listen to the show, I think that sends a positive message that man, if you if you allow yourself, your body and your mind has no choice but to respond to what you do to it. And if you put in time, you can do anything you want. You can become anybody you want to be. That's great. I mean, that's very inspirational. But listen, let's talk as men for a second, okay? 362 rehearsal hours. And this could be between you and me and uh, whoever's listening right now. But did you fall in love with your partner, Emma Slater? Be honest. Did I fall in love? I do, I do have a special kind of bond with him. There's no question about that. She is, she is, uh, uh, she stands alone um, mm -hmm. of the type of person she is. Her work ethic, too. The energy she brings every day. Uh, she's a creative being. Um, she has a, a pure heart. She's a special woman. Like, right. There's no question about that. No. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll always hold a bond that that's unbreakable for yeah. sure. I saw a lot of chemistry there, Rashad. I don't know. I don't know. You you looked smitten <laughs> early on. You really did. <laughs> smitten. <laughs> did you did you fall in love with Charo? If not Emma, do you, you must have fallen in love with somebody. No. Charo. Hey, who doesn't love Charo? <laughs> that's true. Who doesn't that's love true. her? <laughs> now listen. Let's talk your NFL career. You're you're not done, right? You still want to play. Absolutely, still playing. Absolutely, I um, and, and I, you know, and and that's just some people. You know, you get that miscue because you're doing dancing with the stars. But my training, my schedule every day was six a.m. training until ten thirty p.m. I go home, I shower, I nap real quick, and then I get to rehearsals from two, two to six, or two to seven, and right. wake up, do it all over again. So I, I'm still training. I'm excited when the gym. Uh, gives me a call and give me that chance to go prove him right uh, by bringing me on the team. I've won. I've won the big one. Now that I got that in my system, yeah. now I want to go win the big one in football and fight for the Lombardi. I like it. I like it. And, well, maybe this doesn't help uh, for the Lombardi uh, aspirations, but, you know, my son goes to middle school with the Rams general manager's son, and uh, I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to get you a roster spot. I think it's the least I could do for, uh, for all the loot you want me and my cousin. There you go. There you go. Look, we'll, we'll do it. And like, you take, you got to take me out for sushi. That's my that's my jam. We'll oh, I'll, sushi. oh, I'll take you out for all the sushi in the world. That's great. Well, you know what? You seem like a great guy. Congratulations to both of us. My cousin Jimmy Kimmel and I want to thank you from the bottom of our uh, offshore gambling accounts. But, you know, I knew you were a good pick. I, I wore number 23 as a third string running back in high school, and you wear 23, and I knew it would be good luck. So it, it not too many 23s out there, right, Rashad? Right, right, yeah. Who wears twenty three? I think it's like you and <laughs> you. It, it, well, it's you and me. Those are the two big ones. And then it's uh, that's Pierre, all that matters. I think Pierre Thomas and Marshawn Lynch <laughs> might have done it for the Bills, but uh, but that was great. That was uh, ter terrific. And I thank you again, and thanks for coming on. And I look forward to betting on you again when you become the Bachelor. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I look forward to catching up with y'all when I get back out there. All right, thanks, Rashad. Rashad Jennings, everyone. 
That's that for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Send me your story about a terrible beat or an obscure bet at CousinSalAgainstAllOdds at gmail.com. You could be eligible for induction into our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame. You could record that story in a voice memo and hear yourself on the podcast. We'll play it back. Tweet me at the Cousin Sal. Go to my Cousin Sal Sure Thing Facebook page and win $100 by guessing the total combined points for LeBron, Kevin Love, and Kyrie Irving in tonight's Game 5. Tune in to Jimmy Kimmel Live Thursday night, Jada Pinkett Smith, John Bass, and Little Yachty. And for Rashad Jennings and the Degenerate Trifecta, I'm Cousin Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Now-